The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, my next guest describes himself as a father, a magician, a scientist, a mentalist, a hypnotist, an escapologist, a mind coach, and a brain hacker. He's also uh, an author, and his new book, uh, Mind Magic, is out now. Uh, I am, of course, joined by the world renowned Keith Barry. Keith, good morning and welcome. Good morning. How are you? I'll tell you what, we found this thing in the papers this morning. Magicians less prone to mental disorder than other artists, well, according never, to research. I've never heard that before, but I, I don't know. Like, I think all creatives struggle sometimes with their mindset. Uh, for me personally, I, I don't struggle that much because I program my mindset for peak performance. But I must look into that article and find yep. out where they got that info uh, from. The research was published in the journal BJ Psych Open, uh, measured psychopathological traits of almost 200 magicians wow. and compared the results with data from other artistic groups and the general population. And it concluded that magicians scored significantly lower than other types of creatives and indeed normal folk. That's an amazing study. I'll definitely look that up because as a scientist myself, I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to this stuff. So I love reading white papers. So I'll definitely read that one. I think it's interesting. You know, I think probably magicians, the reason that they may struggle less with stress and anxiety and things like that is simply because we spread wonder around the world. We get to see smiles on people's faces the whole time and that's a magical experience and you get a lot of energy back mm-hmm. from that, you know. Well, that's similar to, I've always asked the question, never got a, a direct answer, you know, a seasonal affective disorder, yes. sad. Yeah, I was only talking about it outside this door okay. uh, with somebody. And I asked the question, do pilots ever get that condition? Mm. Because they're always up above the clouds yeah. every day, they're working yeah, yeah. days. They always see the sunshine. Yeah, well, so, I, think, I think it's interesting with SADS disorder, like, uh, you know, I, I've worked with some people on this in, in my work as a, a brain hacker and as a hypnotist. Weirdly, the most important thing that you need to do if you're suffering from sleep or SADS is to get, you know, indirect sunlight on your eyes first thing in the morning. And that's difficult in Ireland sometimes. So then you need to get a SADS lamp, which is 10,000 lumens or more, and turn that on in the morning. You don't need to look directly in it, by the way. You can just walk around and ultimately that will kick off your circadian rhythm, which is the problem with people with SADS. Yeah, I believe there are, um, I think Philip's make an alarm clock that... Uh, gently uh, does the dawn yeah. for you. Yeah, and, and it's necessary to because our circadian rhythms are are all offset by the amount of screen time we're on. So that's the number one tip I tell people is, yeah, kick in your circadian rhythm by using a SADS lamp, you know. And hmm. um, when did you get your first taste of an audience loving what you do? Well, I remember them hating it to start with. Well, not hating it, but I remember kids pulling me apart when I was 14 years of age and I was doing kids magic. But I think really the magic bug really bit for me when I was doing close-up magic going from table to table in the wine vault restaurant in Waterford. That's kind of where I learned my trade and then afterwards up here in Dublin you know it was the Kitchen Nightclub which was obviously owned by Bono and U2 and I was in there doing magic for all the celebrities every Friday night and you were one of them. I remember you being in there one yeah, and, Friday And amazed, night. amazed by yeah, what you did. Close-up magic is always intriguing because I know there's probably a bit of deflection going on but in mm. spite of being trying not to be deflected you still managed to Trick me and fool me. Yeah, and it's so strange because really close magic is kind of a hobby of mine now more than anything because when I'm performing on stage or when when I'm with people, it's generally the brain hacking that I'm known for and that I do, but I still have a massive passion uh, for that. And I think to go back to your research that you found, I think again, uh, we put a lot of energy into sleight of hand as magicians. So you're concentrating on something that ultimately comes back to benefit you down the line. And again, just to have a hobby like that uh, is really good to alleviate any stress that you may have, you know. Now, I often wonder about the arrival 
arrival of the phone in everyone's pocket, which mm. means a camera in everyone's yep. pocket. And there's all sorts of apps and things like that that can slow imagery down. Sometimes it's built into the camera. Yeah. Is that a problem for you, that people video you and then they slow it down to try and figure out what you do? Not at all, because, you know, I think years ago, people used to think, you know, it's the speed of the hand that fools the eye. That's actually not true. That's a big misnomer in the magic world. You know, sleight of hand, when it's done correctly, can be done as slow as humanly possible. So you can slow something down frame by frame and still not see the sleight if it's perfected enough. And then for me, again, you know, it's all about designing your own illusions about designing your own demonstrations. So when I'm performing now, generally speaking, because I've designed them, I've designed them with that in mind. So in other words, I know that there's going to be a camera on me pretty much at every moment of every day. So when you design with that in mind, then you can design it with the camera in mind and you can fool the camera as well as people's eyes, you know. Um, I remember when I was a kid, uh, one Christmas got a magic set. Yeah. You know, where you could make the wand by attaching an elastic to your to your button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could make it go up and down. Go up and down, levitated, and, yeah. And there was invisible ink and all sorts yeah. of uh, tricks like that. Do they still do things like that for kids? Because I had great fun as a child. Absolutely. Am- am- amazing as I thought, the adults. Would you believe there's one of my icons in the magic world? His name is... Um, uh, David Burglas. David Burglas had a long-running TV series in the UK. So he was actually before Paul Daniels' time, believe it or not. And he has a son called Marvin Burglas. And uh, Marvin's magic. It's and I have no affiliation with him, just to get this out there, right? But uh, David Burglas is an icon of mine, and I've, I've studied his works extensively. But Marvin has a whole magic world out there called Marvin's Magic. And I will say they're the best sets out there. And here's how you know I have no affiliation. I was in New York last week. I want. I was meeting my niece. She lives over there, and I bought her myself in FAO Schwartz a Marvin's Magic set. That's how good they are. So if you're going to get a set, Marvin's Magic is the way to go. I got one when I was very young, a Paul Daniels Magic set, yeah. and that kind of kicked it all off for me. You know. Yeah. Now um, you you are an author, as I mentioned, and um, your new book, which is called Mind Magic, mm. is that a kind of a, a transformation of your adult book for something aimed at a, a younger generation? Absolutely. I, I noticed actually since the pandemic that we're getting dozens and dozens of emails every single week from concerned parents whose kids are suffering from social anxiety and, you know, their confidence has been knocked. And and I can't help these kids one-to-one, so I thought, how can I help them? So I decided to rewrite Brain Hacks, which is my adult book, and bring it down into a digestible form for kids. So it's packed with tools and techniques for kids to understand, really, that they can control their own mindset regardless of external circumstances, really, yeah. you know. Um, I'm watching some of the talent shows in Britain, and mm. uh, there was a a young Irish guy who was a great... Um, There's been a few of them. Yeah, yeah, Killian and there was Aidan McCann as well. There's yeah. been a few of them. They're great, yeah. And often they uh, come across maybe as, in normal situations, shy. Yeah. And then they come alive doing the magic. Well, this is it. I think, you know, magic allows you and mentalism and all of the alloyed arts, they allow you to become a confident human being because you can kind of shield yourself behind the magic, behind the props for a while. And then once you learn that confidence, you can bring that into other aspects of your life. So in the back of Mind Magic book, I actually put in five tricks that kids can learn to help them with their confidence so they can get there, perform these tricks and do that with, you know, acting with confidence. I also have my targets formula in there, which is a formula, simple digestible formula for kids to understand how they can really nail in their goals and targets and whatever it is that they do. I mean, just opening the book at random, uh, there's a a section, piggybacking it's called. And an example of this would be Abbas Ibn Furnas making wings from silk and feathers. This led to... 
Leonardo da Vinci drawing aeroplanes in the 1500s. This led to the Wright brothers building the first aeroplane, which led to Elon Musk sending space rockets into space. So true. It's standing on the shoulders of giants. Like I mentioned David Berglis there. And in the book, I just explained to kids how to find a mentor. Like one of my great mentors, you might know him, um, Tony Sadar. Oh, Still working at today, I think he's 83. He's probably listening this morning. You probably know Tony. I know Tony well. Yeah, and Tony is an amazing character. And I stand on his shoulders and I learn from him and I absorb information from him. And I think for kids to find a mentor is key, whether that mentor, you know, is your uh, GAA coach, whether it's a parent, a friend, or even somebody online who has a positive mindset and that you can absorb that information from, you know. Uh, your magic words, if you're scared or nervous about what other people think of you, your magic words could be, I am confident and brave, or I decide what I think about myself, not other people. Well, here's the interesting thing. Every single, so affirmations have become big online. And if we just take a step back for a moment, what are affirmations? Really, they're programming your mindset. And there's a, a little bit of kind of fluffy talk about affirmations. But I tell you now, every single morning, before I came in there this morning, I have a freezing cold shower. And when I'm in that shower, the exact same words go through my brain. And the words that go through my brain every morning is, I control this mind and body. No one controls my mind and body except me. And because I've got myself programmed that way, you know, when I listen to the news, it doesn't affect my mindset mm. as much as it might the other person. And then you slipped on the soap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could slip on the top and hit my head. But but ultimately, uh, with kids, though, I think they really need to understand that when they're feeling anxious, they can take control of their neurology. You know, we've got 86 billion neurons in our brain and we are creating new neural pathways every second of every day, depending on what we think and what we focus upon. So I think it's important for kids to realise that and that they can use that there's visualisation techniques yeah. in the book as well, you know. So how should the book be used? I mean, is it for a parent to mentor a kid through it or just hand the book to the kid? Well, see, yeah, that's a great question. I think it's both. So uh, the book, I, I would say it's kind of designed for six to 12 year olds to read themselves. But Because it, it, it's full of kind of good graphics and stuff like that. It's not like your dull, dusty tome, the way no, it's laid out. plenty of nice graphics in there. And then, but for younger age brackets, even younger than six, you know, parents can sit down and read the book to them. I, I'm a fan, though, I will say, of kids reading. So when I'm, like, even when I'm here in town, I might pop into Dubray or Easton's or wherever, buy a bunch of books, and I literally fire them into my kids' bedrooms. Do they read them? immediately probably not but down the line I'll find them in the bed reading a book and I think uh, we really need to encourage that because where I learned everything Pat besides the few mentors that I mentioned is all from books so the reason I'm sitting here today and the reason I'm performing on stages and so on is because of books so I'm a big fan of, of that okay. you know? uh, Speaking of performing on stage big show ahead yeah, the biggest show I've ever done in Ireland. Really excited to get on stage in the Borgosh Energy Theatre. That's January 27th with Mind Games. I'm doing a few other gigs around the country as well. So I think it's January 5th and 6th in Langton's in Kilkenny, 12th and 13th in Waterford in the Theatre Royal. Haven't done the Theatre Royal in 20 years, so excited about that one too. And then 26th in the Maritime Hotel in Bantry. And they're the only public shows I'll be doing uh, next year. Okay, now let's talk about the difference between doing Langton's and I've uh, broadcast from Langton's yeah. on the stage mm. of the set theatre there uh, is very intimate um, yeah it's lovely uh, you know if someone was up at the bar upstairs having a drink you could shush them very easily yeah now board gosh different situation huge theatre mm. very grand theatre yeah is there a difference for you dynamically kind of getting the audience of a huge theatre in the palm of your hand versus Langton's? Completely, yes. But I love that dynamic. So like in Langton's, you know, it's almost like 
close-up magic. Do you know what I mean? You can reach the people, you can touch the people. In Borgosh, the production levels go up, so I've got giant screens going in, I've got cameras going in, the whole works. But I love, I love both, right? So I love the intimacy of somewhere like Lankton's, but I love the energy that a large body of people creates. So my job, really, in somewhere like the Borgosh is to create a, a symbiotic relationship between me and the audience. And I play a lot of games with their minds. And what I mean by that is, you might think that that's a normal thing for me to do, but, you know, I've kind of peeled and stripped the show back so there's not that many props on the stage so really the minds of the audience become my props so if you imagine for a second uh, that you were there and we were just talking off air I was like I know Pat 30 years at this stage I said Pat have you ever been to one of my live shows and you're like I don't think so so imagine you're there for a moment right in the Borgosh and at one moment in time in mind games I implant a thought into all 2,000 people's minds simultaneously yeah. while they're sat in the audience so everybody freaks out at the same time and that energy just resonates through the audience in a really weird and wondrous way and that's what the show is about it's about a world of escapism look we're in a world where there's so many problems there's so many issues and we're being bombarded and this is a world where anything is, and everything can happen and to remember a childlike sense of wonder right. again. The, the book uh, aimed at uh, the younger generation Mind Magic it's called it's in every good bookshop yes. I'm sure uh, Keith Barry is its author and for details of all your shows the few shows you're doing next year where do they Everything's go? Everything's up on com uh, and Ticketmaster all usual outlets but if you want any information KeithBarry.com Keith. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.